Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. They're stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. Feats of Clay. Written by Bob Ramsey. We all have three lives, a friend once told me. Our public life, our private life, and our secret life. How many times is some citizen of the year revealed to be a sadistic fantasist? With us tut-tutting, you just never can tell. This may have been true for thousands of years, but not anymore. Social media now lets us move from public to secret, bypassing private altogether. As people's deepest secrets, often now caught on video, are shared with the universe at the push of a send button. It will get worse next year. Today's early versions of emotional AI will be like those clunky voice recognition robots from centuries past, i.e. in 2019, replaced in two years by glib, articulate voices you truly can't tell from human ones. In other words, it may not be long before our deepest, darkest secrets will die in the shallows of light. I was reminded of this when the stories of Bill Gates' private and secret lives started to roll out over the past two weeks, following the mutual announcement of his divorce from Melinda Gates, his wife of 27 years. It seems the world's third richest man, who in 2019 was the world's most admired man, and who last year the New York Times declared the most interesting man in the world, is not just a feckless husband, but a serial philanderer, if not a sexual predator. His long, deep association with Jeffrey Epstein, his droit de seigneur sexual selection of young Microsoft and Gates Foundation employees, his defense of his money manager, Michael Larson's, repeatedly bad behavior around women, his, well, as the media has taught us, there surely will be more where this came from in the days to come. As Tim Schwab notes in The Nation, we're all guilty of endorsing him as a warm and virtuous sweater-wearing saint of a man, unimpeachable in his devotion to fixing the world, and highly effective in these efforts. But I admit to feeling sad and surprised when the Gates divorce was announced. Maybe because two different friends in the past months had dissolved their own 25-year-plus marriages. Maybe because I equated the Gates' vast generosity. Barack Obama said, these two have donated more money to charitable causes than anyone ever, with longevity and endurance. Maybe, well, of course, there's no connection whatsoever between any of this. Money and love and goodness and secrets and lies rarely appear in a straight line, let alone in the same breath. So far, no one has connected the dots between bad personal behavior and bad corporate performance. That is to say, do organizations run by bad men perform better than organizations run by good men? And yes, it is almost definitionally men I'm asking this about. You can fit the number of female bullies and sexual predators, 
in the C-suites of institutional culture, into a thimble. You would think that women would either leave abusive bosses and companies or not join them. But that denies all kinds of realities women face, not to mention the fact that abusive behavior isn't some equation we can attach a number to. I've written before how character is being taken into consideration by boards seeking to hire the right CEO. My sense is this isn't limited to their law firm just asking around. Anything ever strike you as off about so-and-so? These are now deep excavations of the candidate's behavior, going back many years. It could involve everyone from private detectives to hackers, bringing to bear the very weapons that are bringing down titans now. Yes, there are gnarly moral issues around all this. Would you put your name forward for a big job if people are going to pour over your imperfect life before you even get to your second interview? In the world before social media, this was why so many people declined to run for public office. Who needs the abuse, they would say. But the world of character exposure is undergoing volcanic change. The ability of machines to ferret out previously secret behaviors is exactly what social media does. Just as the DNA website 23andMe is both convicting rapists from long ago and also spawning paternity suits and shocking families with revelations of siblings they knew nothing of, so too is artificial intelligence becoming more accurate in assessing your real feelings, no matter how you try to hide them. Even more relevant when it comes to bad behavior, robots are now growing able to tell if you're lying. It's one thing to cross-examine someone in court under oath. It's another to even think about pinning down a rich, powerful, and or famous person and ask them awkward questions about their secret lives. But soon, you won't even have to get past that awkward part. There's a good chance it can be done anonymously and remotely. AI is already starting to decode our emotions and unpack our lies. Given the amazing ability of AI to accelerate from the Schmengi brothers to James Bond in just a couple of years, very soon hacking and ransomware, which have largely victimized corporations, will advance to retail. This means that you or I can hire someone, or more likely an app, to infect someone's character and history, just as viruses infect our bodies and immune systems today. Well, maybe not you or I. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C.com.